If your brand could use more effective and efficient ways to ignite growth, you've come to the right place. This is where smart marketers learn to leverage their own community to ignite growth in sales, awareness, and beyond. Welcome to The Rise, the community commerce marketing show. I'm your host, Jason Falls. Today, we have a special treat for you. Shish Shridhar is here. He is the global retail startups lead at Microsoft. So he sees the newest technology startups attempting to make our world in marketing better, and he sees them at very early stages. As you might imagine, he's been seeing a lot of late in solutions that leverage artificial intelligence or AI. So we're lucky to get a few moments of his time today. So get out your notepads. Shish is coming up here in just a moment. Before we bring him in, though, do take a moment to follow or hit that follow or subscribe button if you're watching on LinkedIn, YouTube, or Twitter. The Rise, the Community Commerce Marketing Show is a streaming program and audio podcast from Scipio.ai, the leading community commerce marketing platform. Follow us primarily on YouTube or LinkedIn. Just look for Scipio AI as the username and don't miss our stream show each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. If you prefer uh, to listen to just the audio on demand via podcast, search for The Rise, the Community Commerce Marketing Show, wherever you get your podcasts, or for an easy menu to subscribe to a bunch of those platforms, go to scipio.ai slash podcast. All right, we uh, promise uh, to make efficient use of your time watching on the live stream, so I want to get to it. Let's uh, bring in our guest today. Shish Shridhar spends his days identifying startup businesses bringing new tech to the retail segment at Microsoft. He then builds partnerships with them, the brand and investor community, as part of Microsoft's ongoing efforts to reinvest in the business and industries that it serves. He's here with us today. Shish, welcome and good morning to you out there on the West Coast. How are you? Hi, Jason, and uh, delighted to be on the show. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about uh, all the cool AI things that I see on a regular basis working with startups. Well, we're, we're AI geeks here, so uh, the honor is all ours. Uh, but let's get right to it. I guess the first item of business is to give the audience a little bit of your role of, uh, at Microsoft and what you spend your, your day-to-day doing. It's an important role for the company in the startups and investor community you work with. Tell us a little bit more about what you do there with, uh, with the mother. Sure. So uh, I'm part of the Microsoft for Startups uh, organization within Microsoft. I work with uh, uh, startups, and and uh, the Microsoft for Startups has got close to you know over 20,000 startups in the program. But then I work with the top of the pyramid. So a lot of the startups that uh, are mature enough, enterprise ready, and curated by us as aligned to very specific trends, uh, I get to work with them and drive their go-to-market. So uh, on a regular basis, I work with retail consumer goods companies to understand what are they looking for, and also the startups uh, to be able to match the right startup for the kind of business challenges that retailers and consumer goods companies are trying to solve. Fascinating. Well, and in that role, I know you come into uh, startups from really all walks of life and those developing solutions for any number of issues out there. What percentage of the startups that you see today are either AI based or AI is involved with them? Is it 100% yet? 
I would say it is 100%. You know, there was a time when uh, we used to, you know, highlight AI and talk about, you know, these are AI startups. And then there was a point where AI became table stakes and it became, you know, the classic thing where, you know, the best technology is invisible. That became real where, you know, AI was a part of it. You never saw it happen. Just like, you know, today, I think uh, with generative AI, there's so much buzz around chat GPD and generative AI. There's going to be a point in time uh, about a year or two from now where, you know, it is going to be there. It's going to be seamless. It's going to be invisible and everyone's going to take it for granted. Uh, and and that is the point where we kind of say, yeah, it is it has arrived. And I think to that point, AI has arrived. Every startup I'm working with has an element of applied AI in it. Yeah. So, you know, the when I think the the common user out there, not necessarily a developer engineer and not necessarily an entrepreneur, although I'm sure there's some entrepreneurs out there in the startup world that that would qualify as this. I think when most, let's call them just average, ordinary, everyday people think of AI, they think of the common chat GPT type content generators, write me an article about something, et cetera. Um, but I want to dig into more than the text-driven opportunities that are out there. You're seeing these startups at a very, very early stage. What use cases are you seeing in some of these that are going to end up being beyond table stakes and just sort of you know ever-present in what we're seeing? Give us a sampling of what's out there. Well, uh, the, I think the most common scenario that I'm seeing, and and the one that you know I work with the retail industry specifically, so my examples will will pertain to that. Uh, the most interesting one, I think, uh, retailers are saying this is transforming the way people shop. Uh, up till now, shopping has always been knowing what you want, searching for specific keywords about the product. So you're looking for products. On the other hand, what's transformational about generative AI or chat GPT is that you no longer you no longer necessarily know the product you're looking for. You are trying to solve a problem. Mm -hmm. You have the end goal. Uh, for example, I want to be able to prepare a meal with specific parameters like for a specific diet, or I'm entertaining people uh, one of them is a vegetarian, a vegan, and one of them is in keto, and I'm trying to solve that problem. Uh, how do I prepare something that appeals to everybody? So you are now dealing as a retailer, you're dealing with consumers that are trying to solve those problems. You don't have to have them define what exactly they're looking for. Mm -hmm. uh, after having done the research, the research happens in there. And I think that that approach to shopping is one of the primary things that, that generative AI chat GPT is going to solve. The other one that I see, you know, if I were to look at a second one, is really the personalization of content. Mm -hmm. So uh, today, when I look at descriptions of products, they are standard descriptions of products that is meant to appeal to everyone. Can I now go to a website where I see products and I then see the descriptions that is tailored exactly for me? What is my personality? Where am I located? What are the things I have bought in the past? And that message, that description speaks to me. And I think that's the another aspect that, that a lot of retailers are looking at saying, you know, we don't have to make generic content anymore. Yeah, that's that's the future is bright if if they if people grasp that the right way. And speaking of grasping it the right way, my biggest concern with AI uh, use has always been the fear 
that some people who use it will forget the human element of putting AI to use is very is an imperative. I love the way you describe AI as a companion. Tell us more about how marketers and managers should be thinking of AI's role in the marketing or business function and or maybe even in the org chart. Right. And one of the really interesting examples that I see, you know, related to that is uh, sort of the autopilot that's on airplanes. And today, the autopilots never replace a real pilot. It's impossible to even consider a situation where an airplane is an autopilot and there is no real person with skills uh, around to be able to take over. And I think that co-pilot approach where the AI assists what you do but there is expertise in hand. You have the expertise, but you're accelerating the processes using you know, a co-pilot uh, process where you have AI telling you these are the things you could do and accelerating the creation of that content, accelerating, giving you the options, and, and you're doing things a lot faster as a result. You're, you're doing th things a lot more efficiently as a result rather than saying, this is going to be autonomous I'm going to give my job over to AI and let it do what it does. Um, AI doesn't have the ability to to really make any decisions. It's it's able to look at data and be able to give you content based on data it's been trained on. So it's mm -hmm. as good as the data that exists and being able to pull all that together, but not good enough to say, I'm gonna make decisions on data that doesn't even exist. And I think that's the that's the important thing to consider when you're looking at AI. It it enables you to become, it transforms the way you work. It is not gonna you know, eliminate your job. It is gonna change how you do things. Right. And, uh, as a blogger, as a podcaster as well, I'm kind of looking at all kinds of things where it helps me do the research, it helps me pull together things, define, you know, how do I, what, what are the interesting questions I should be asking, transcribing and then summarizing and creating the tweets and creating the content after I <laughs> publish, all of those things. I think that's transformational. And yeah. and for a lot of retailers, the, the ability to market at scale to, to specific customers is, again, it, the, the superpower that AI provides. And it just it's, helps you scale, helps you become more efficient. Right. Now, when you say, um, you know, it, it can't make decisions based on data that's not there, um, I almost see that because I've been around, you know, web developers and entrepreneurs and imaginative people most of my career. I don't consider myself one, but uh, but I've been around some smart people. Someone out there hearing that's going to say, well, I'm going to prove you wrong and I'm going to show yep. you that we're going to build yep. an AI model that can do that. Is that yep. really in our future? Are we going to have people who build the next level of AI that can make assumptions and or that can read emotions and things like that? Is that even feasible? Uh, I think it is, uh, and and the way it would do it is it would kind of look at learning, you know, from emotions, learning from existing data, uh, making connections between two as well. So can, for example, ChatGPT make connections between two disparate topics? It can today. Uh, I've done experiments of that where I've kind of said, you know, I've got one topic about digital twins. I've got another topic about, you know, telemetric data and stores. Can they be connected? Now, there are separate articles about those two topics. And can ChatGPT and OpenAI 
look at those two separate pieces of content and try to find connections between them and make the connections, absolutely it can. Um, it is not necessarily creating very new content, but it is it is connecting existing thoughts. And, um, and can that go even further? Absolutely, it can. Uh, we have had, you know, AI models uh, for a while now that detects emotion, for example. You know, vision AI models that'll detect what's your current mood? Should we, you know, what should we target for you based on your mood? Do you look bored about, on this conversation yet? If you're bored, <laughs> we know how to spike up the energy levels a little and, mm -hmm. and provide content that might be relevant for you. So emotion detection, you know, by itself has been there. And I think will all of that get integrated and part of what the OpenAI or ChatGPT or generative AI models do, I, I think, I think yes. Nice. Well, the future is uh, holds some amazing uh, things for us to to figure out here in the next few years. Uh, just real curious, I don't, I don't mean to put you on the spot, and and, and if and if I do, just tell me. But um, nope. are there some specific examples of some startups that you've seen in the last few weeks that are doing some really great AI executions that are serving retailers or or even retailers that are implementing AI in neat ways that you can think of? Plenty. And, you know, uh, CPO definitely is on that list. And uh, I was excited when you <laughs> met you guys and saw uh, some of the really cool things you do. I, I've, been, I've been talking to retailers about it, and they are super interested and excited about what you guys do. Essentially, you know, taking the friction out of, you know, how do you engage with influencers and, and enable them to create the content that is relevant and impactful, all of that, using generative AI to do that. I, I, I think that is very innovative and a lot of brands are interested in, in that aspect. In addition to that, you know, I've been keeping track of some of the brands that are doing innovative things with uh, yeah, generative AI. Walmart, for example, was in the news a couple of days ago saying they are changing the way they engage with customers. And that's the same example that I spoke about first, which is uh, instead of searching for a product, knowing exactly what you want and looking for it, you are just stating your intent and letting the AI tell you what's good for you um, based on the context and all of that. And and that is transformational and, and Walmart's doing that. Um, the the other one that I thought was super interesting, uh, we're working with Car uh, Car CarMax, and one of the toughest thing when you're buying a car is doing all the comparisons and looking at all the features, and and then probably spending hours reading all the detailed feedback. What do people think about that particular car and its features and all of that? And and CarMax is doing interesting things there, where they're using ChatGPT to. Uh, aggregate all of the hundreds of thousands of customer comments and saying, here are the top three pros, here are the top three cons about the product. Uh, and it gets even more interesting. If I'm buying a car for a specific purpose and you're buying one for a different purpose, you're, you're doing it for road trips and I'm doing it for off-road or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, it could give me the pros and cons based on my personal need for the car and yours. It's not a generic pros and cons, but it is very specific to, to you and me. And I think that ability to scale is super interesting of what, what uh, ChatGPT can do. And I think uh, that's another use case that I thought was super interesting. There's some interesting startups I'm working with. For example, Quick is working on things like, you know, how do we assist the customer support person 
uh, cannot listen to the conversation we're having right now and be able to give me contextual responses. Um, and so that I can then look at that, I, it'll, it'll, it'll use information, it'll use data to give me information very quickly so that I'm very effective when I'm responding. It auto-completes, if I use a chat, it auto-completes it for me. Mm-hmm. And that enables the people and this is a great co-pilot concept. It enables the people that are dealing with customers to be far more efficient and improve that customer experience. And I think that is a, a pretty awesome use case. And there's there's several other startups that are doing it for internal finding information, all of those as well. And I thought that was super interesting. There's a startup called Deep Brain that creates these digital humans that you can talk to. But the under, <laughs> under under that, what is powered is really the uh, you know ChatGPT engine, where it can get very intelligent, very personal, very relevant in those conversations. The old chat, you know, the old chat engines are generally mm-hmm. very rigid, and they don't really respond to every kind of question. And the ChatGPT yeah. engine just makes it almost human. So uh, that is a super interesting. Uh, evolution there crazy one of the you know the thing that kind of came to to my mind as you were explaining all those examples is i can now see a future where each of us either it's an app on our phone or it's some other device that is our personal concierge and they they know all of our personal data they know our shopping habits they know when we do certain things they have you know parameter measures on our, you know, body temperature and all that good stuff. And they just basically, we can walk into a store and they can say, you're going to want to look at these three things over here to make better efficient use of your time. I can see us all having a personal assistant like that one day. Yep, absolutely. And, and, you know, I think the, the ability to do that is, is there today and, and it's just a matter of time. And, and, and of course, opting in for, does ChatGPT know enough about you to be very specific and personal? All of those kind of things as well. <laughs> uh, and and you know the the other level that is really going to and you know someone asked me a question this morning, going, "What do you see the next big thing happening in ChatGPT? Almost the next immediate thing?" Well, I think the plugins definitely are a big thing. Where it's now connecting to Expedia and, and other sources and OpenTable and enabling you to do planning. So really mm-hmm. planning that entire customer journey uh, is an interesting thing where, you know, I'm planning travel and tell me exactly, I don't have to say I'm going to Bahamas. I can say, here's what I want to do. And it will connect to Expedia and tell me, here's the possible places you can go to. Can I book you a hotel? Can I book you dinner for that night? Can I book you a ride with Uber? All of those entire journey planning is is interesting. Under that also is the, the whole thing about how it'll transform RPA. And I think that's an interesting thing where it's not only now going to be telling you what you can do, uh, it can also execute on your behalf using, mm. you know, robotic uh, uh, automation. And that's, I think, the other thing which could be great. It could be scary for some people. So I think uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's the next big evolution that I see happening, at least in, in the immediate future. Yeah, I definitely think there's going to be some consumer adoption that needs to happen before everybody becomes fully comfortable yep. with what all the possibilities are. But uh, Shish, thank you. Thank you so much. Tell, tell folks where people can find you and learn more about you on the interwebs. So uh, my LinkedIn uh, site is probably the uh, the best way to find information. I, I regularly update it, and there's a lot of information I post uh, daily about generative AI, about startups, about NFTs, about all kinds of topics. So feel free to follow me on LinkedIn. Um, Very good. 
Well, we'll make sure we the that link uh, is in the show notes. And uh, Shish, we certainly appreciate all you're doing at Microsoft to help connect and build better solutions for all of us. Thank you for the connections with Scipio.ai. And thanks for uh, sharing some wisdom with us today. Thank you, Jason. This was an excellent conversation. I look forward to collaborating with Scipio. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Shish Shudhar, everyone. Be sure to find him on LinkedIn and follow along with that um, uh, those amazing new ideas and solutions that are not only coming from the startups that he works with, but uh, coming out of Microsoft as we all begin integrating uh, AI into more of what we do as marketers and consumers and brands. Again, we'll make sure all of those links uh, are there on uh, the old interwebs so that you can find those in the show notes. Uh, folks, in case you missed it on uh, Monday of this week, Scipio.ai has published our very own ebook called The Marketer's Guide to Community Influence Marketing. It's a step-by-step guide to plugging into your own community of customers, fans, and followers, identifying the influential voices among those people who already know you, and finding influencers and content creators to fill your content coffers with UGC, user-generated content, and promote you to their circles of influence. For those uh, watching on the live stream, we have a QR code for you. I'll blow that screen up and make that real big for you uh, that you can scan that will take you to the download page. For those who are listening in on the audio stream, the URL is getscipio.ai slash guide. That's getscipio, G-E-T-C-I-P-I-O dot A-I slash guide. This guide will show you how to turn your influencer marketing on its head tap into the influential people you already know and who already know you and leverage them to promote your brand, your products, messaging and beyond. We've been doing this um, for dozens of brands now for a little over a year and want to show you how. So transform your influencer marketing into true influence marketing using your very own brand community. Uh, Again, the URL is getscipio.ai slash guide. And if you're watching on the live stream right now, we've got a QR code there. Uh, You can snap that really quickly and jump over to that login screen. I'll leave that up for just a couple more seconds. That, my friends, will wrap up today's edition of The Rise, the Community Influence uh, Marketing Show. Thank you for joining us. The solutions that uh, we are building over at uh, Scipio are those that are uh, hoping to drive better commerce through your community including delivering UGC and community influence marketing content on scale. We do that using a lot of AI to surface both members of your brand community and the right members of said community to create user-generated content, UGC, and influence on behalf of your brand. To find out more, we want you to do one thing for us, folks, and that is uh, just go visit us at Scipio.ai. Hit the demo button in the upper right-hand corner. Yes. It has been the rise. It is a productive.ai. Be sure to follow us on LinkedIn or YouTube. You never miss the broadcast. You can also subscribe to the show's audio on demand. Just search for the rise, the community commerce marketing show, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for being part of our community. We'll see you again soon on another episode of the rise, the community commerce marketing show. You may know you're listening to this show along the marketing podcast network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, 
Tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.